Welcome, my fellow traders. I'm Linux. And I'm Dietrich. This episode of Truth is Now Treason is brought to you by My Village Ministries, hosted by Heart City Church in Mansfield, Ohio. My Village Ministries is an awesome ministry that provides care to families in crisis. They know that difficult circumstances can reach a breaking point for families when you're socially isolated. They also believe that the local church is commanded to be a community ready to go to meet that need. And that's what MVM does. We at Truth is Now Treason firmly believe in what Heart City Church is doing and their ministry of MVM. To find Find out more or to help them out monetarily, go to their website, heartcitynaz.org. And if you're in the Mansfield area, please check them out. They're a great bunch of people. We have the link on the episode description. And they're a great bunch of people because my daughter's, <laughs> she's part of the pack, let's just say. Last week, we were covering the goals of the World Economic Forum, and we did not get to all of the goals. And for the sake of time, we're not going to rehash them, what we've already, the three that we already covered. I just encourage you to go listen to beginning of the end, episode five, and we're going to move on to goal number four. So the fourth goal of the World Economic Forum, and this is not in any particular order, we're just covering the fourth one, and it says AI or artificial intelligence will replace life like we know it. They want artificial intelligence to invade every aspect of your life, from self-driving cars to medical care. They think this will decrease accidents, which it may, and then we won't need scalpels and organ donors because tiny robotic tubes and bioprinted organs will take over. Now, maybe this will never happen, but this is what they want to see happen by 2030. So this is in regards to healthcare. They're saying they already have the technology there, that it can predict illnesses, like knowing if you're going to have a heart attack better than a doctor would. Now, there's a link to an article that talks about even in our military, they can use this to minimize the spread of a disease or a virus like COVID. It can tell you if somebody is going to get COVID before visible symptoms. That's what they're saying they can do. They're saying it exists. Now, it's great technology, but... So here's the problem with this. And yes, we are aware that this is a problem with phones also, but... They have biometric bracelets now that that will track anywhere you go. They could also use this as a way to track your statistics on your health. You know, who's getting the vaccine that's being mandated by the government and who's not. You know, the political party that wanted to decrease the size of Slurpees in New York City will certainly be the ones to tell you that they can tell through your bracelet that you've had enough Fritos and you are not allowed anymore for the rest of the month. They're going to call it preventative medicine, but we here at Truth Is Now Treason are going to call it an invasion of privacy, government overreach. Especially if the government tells me I cannot eat Fritos. That's definitely an overreach. <laughs> you know, also since it would be easy to hack the bracelet because let's face it anything that's got a computer people are going to find a way to hack it maybe they'll change it to something that goes underneath the skin very easy to see this going into an implant under the skin listen to yuval noah harari the advisor of the director and founder to the world economic forum talk about this kind of surveillance until today most surveillance was above the skin and now it's going under the skin what i mean by that is that until today, most surveillance, whether by corporations like Facebook or, or Amazon, or whether by governments, it was mostly about what you do in the world, where you go, who you meet, which TV shows you see, which news uh, you read online. But they didn't look under the skin 
what's happening inside your body, uh, inside your brain. Now, the main thing we want to know is actually inside the body. We want to know whether you're sick or not, whether you have COVID-19, what's your body temperature, your blood pressure, your heart rate. And this changes the nature of surveillance. Of course, at present, the focus is just on the disease, but feelings are biological phenomena just like diseases. The same surveillance that can tell whether you have COVID-19 can also tell when you're angry, when you're joyful, when you're bored. So if you're now watching this interview and you have, say, a biometric bracelet on your wrist that monitors what's happening in your body, I could could know whether you agree with me or not. Whether you think that, oh, this is scary, or nah, this is crazy. What is this guy talking about? Whether you are bored or whatever. Now, imagine 10 years from now in a place like, I don't know, North Korea, when every citizen has to wear a biometric bracelet 24 hours a day. And if you watch a speech by the big leader, you can smile and you can clap your hands, but you have no control over what's happening inside your body. If you're actually angry about the big leader, they will know it. This this is a kind of totalitarian system that even George Orwell didn't imagine in 1984. Obviously, that kind of technology is going to be abused. You will have wicked leaders who will use that to see whether or not people like the things that they are saying. I and mean, you want to talk about an incredible breach of privacy. It's like the guy said, this is beyond anything George Orwell could have ever dreamed up when he wrote the book 1984. And the problem with this is that in the Bible, it specifically talks about when it's mentioning the Antichrist, the Antichrist will have some kind of a mark that everyone will be mandated to get to prove loyalty to this Antichrist. It's probably not impossible to think that it could be something like this, an implant under the skin, like a microchip. Yeah, something that he would use because that was a whole purpose. As the Bible says of the mark of the beast, the purpose is to prove loyalty to the Antichrist. And it's very easy to see where you could take it yet another step and say, not only is the mark there to prove loyalty, but it is also a microchip that measures your bodily biometrics to make sure that you are thinking in a way that shows that you are loyal to the Antichrist. So again, technology that could easily be abused. Now, their next goal they have is they want to ta-da, live on Mars. Now, obviously, these guys have never seen the movie The Martian, and uh, just ask Matt Damon. It's a pretty horrible idea. Their next goal they have is climate change is going to displace a billion people. So this is probably a reference to how many illegals they want to invade the United States. Yeah, we're on our way. We've had over 2 million in 2021. Who knows how many will get this year. Well, you know, climate change caused by man is definitely true. We know that for a fact. Yeah, right. It's a crock of bunk. <laughs> crock of bunk? Okay. For those of you who didn't realize it, uh, <laughs> Lennox is in her 80s. <laughs> no, I'm not. That's my word. I'm proud of it. <laughs> Yeah, as long as people are buying this nonsense, then people like the WF are going to be more than willing to sell it to you. And if you're willing to buy what they're selling, guess what? They're going to use it to push any idea they think they can use to get it past you. Now, there are so many false claims about climate change. The Biden administration is pushing this narrative big time. We exposed this lie in our treason bite called Triple D. We had three episodes. Look those up. But Biden's pushing climate change because of the goal of the WF is to ensure that each country has a system to integrate new arrivals seamlessly into society with a bank account, an initial stipend, and support to find employment. That's directly from the WEF. So 
Basically, what they're telling you to do is, okay, cross one nation's border, get your stipend, then cross another nation's border, get their stipend, and just keep collecting money for yourself. That's a brilliant scheme there, you guys. So not only do we have to welcome invaders, we have to pay them to invade. Also, listen to what the WEF's website says about the root causes of illegal immigration. We call it illegal immigration because that's exactly what it is going on right now, but they call it irregular migration. This is the title to the article on their website, Addressing the Root Causes of Irregular Migration from Central America. The first paragraph reads this, In recent decades, the number of people migrating irregularly from El Salvador, Guatemala, and Honduras has been increasing, putting pressure on the Biden-Harris administration to address what? the root causes of irregular migration and deliver results. They are delivering results. They wanted tons of illegal immigrants. They got tons of illegal immigrants. It goes on to read, evidence suggests that these countries are undergoing a demographic and economic transition. Yeah, so are we. Thanks, Joe. Hence, immigration pressure will likely remain for the coming decade, which means that we're going to keep getting people crossing our southern border until we reach a billion. Right now, we're probably at three million. <laughs> you know, everyone knows why these migrants are coming to our border. There's no truth to this at all. This root causes nonsense. It's a phrase leftists use here in America, just like the WEF. And here's an example. Joe Biden pledged to invest $4 billion throughout his presidency to address root causes of migration in Central America. That was taken out of a, an article, and we have the link on our website from Breitbart.com. Now listen to our Vice President Kamala Harris regurgitate this same phrase like the WEF. And so let's talk about what's going on in the places that are causing the issue at the border. I think it's short-sighted for any of us who are in the business of problem-solving to suggest we're only going to respond to the reaction as opposed to addressing the cause. And that's just a fact. If we want to, we all know that in our lives, in our personal lives. If you want to deal with the effects of, 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 a, of a problem, then you have to go to the core of what is causing it. And so that is the approach we are taking. When the president asked me to deal with this issue, it was about addressing the root causes of migration. We could go on and on. As you can see, it's the same garbage as the WEF and the globalists. They are, again, setting the stage for the Antichrist. All the more why we shouldn't buy into their words and support them, because these individuals would be clamoring to be in on the Antichrist circle. And just briefly, social equity is one of the goals of the WEF. I mean, we hear that all the time here in America right now. But let's be clear, because you will not hear this said anywhere else. Choices are the number one reason for inequity. What? That's right, Dietrich. It's time you learn it. <laughs> Make better choices. <laughs> and don't say. <laughs> That's exactly what I was getting ready to say. <laughs> yeah. That was the best choice you ever made. <laughs> so choices by governments, choices by your country, or even choices by individuals themselves. Here is an example, an example paragraph that I took from an article. 
And again, it's accusing Donald Trump. Says this, Donald Trump used ugly racism toward Mexican migrants to the United States to exploit white working class insecurities about jobs, status, and safety. Can you believe that? I mean, and then it goes on to say throughout much of the Western world, nativism, xenophobia, racism, and Islamophobia are ascendant, which means prevalent often at the expense of the rights of refugees and immigrant communities. Something they don't point out there, of course, because they don't want to. An illegal immigrant does not have the rights that an American citizen does. They're not a citizen. They don't have the rights. And this derogatory comment about white populations is in and of itself racist. You know, I thought this whole term of white privilege was privy only to our country, but nope, not the case at all. You know, on this website, you know, it's uh, it's unbelievable. It is talked about, of course, in America, if you're listening to anyone who's a globalist, you cannot listen to any of these leaders on this group talk without mentioning social equity. It's being pushed in every facet of our society. It's in every federal agency. It's being used in bills devised by Congress. It's in public schools. It's even in medical schools. They're threatening to take away the accreditation of medical schools unless they implement anti-racist benchmarks. Or curriculum. In their curriculum, yeah. So you've got it in businesses. It's everywhere. Again, it's the same crock of crap, which is why we must let people know that this is global talk being used for the purpose of destroying the West. Personally, I think it's because of envy, because of everyone wanting to come here. They're just jealous that America has succeeded more than any other country. And if you're listening from another country, you know, you have to admit it. America has been successful more than any other country. It's probably also why you see them doing nothing to make America strong. Stronger. We keep hearing them say about inflation being a global problem, which it clearly didn't have to be a global issue. By the way, America could have shown the rest of the world it didn't have to be. But instead, we have leaders pushing this so-called equity, making Americans suffer while we pay for everyone else just to achieve this WEF goal. We're paying for those coming across our southern border by handing them brand name clothing, a phone, cash, hotels paid, free medical care, free transportation across the country, and who knows what else once they get settled. Basically, their mentality is we need to elevate the rest of the world, especially places like the Middle East and Africa. So we need to pay for their internet. We got to spend, spend, spend. You know, just like the Ukraine-Russian war, how we have spent $40 billion with no accountability whatsoever. You know, this is a war that Congress hasn't even declared. So we're funding for Ukraine's border that Russia violated, but we can't even spend money on our own border. In fact, we are paying people to not build the fence on our side southern border. And if you don't know what I'm referring to, listen to episode three of Beginning of the End. Traders, get this. This is our next goal for that the WEF wants to achieve by 2030. We will be eating much less meat to save the climate. That's why the current leadership does not care about inflation, especially inflation when it comes to chicken, the price of chicken, beef, pork. They want you to buy less meat because this is a WEF goal to eat less meat to save the climate. I want to read a portion of an article taken off their website. Once again, that's titled What We Will Eat in 2030. It says, first, on a global basis, more people are now of an unhealthy weight than a healthy weight. 
<laughs> At the same time, the historical hunger challenge is slowly receding while malnourishment is increasingly associated with excessive weight and obesity, creating a new challenge for food systems. This is creating a new policy interest in food for health, which has the potential to help shape diets and food systems. Second, the Paris Climate Agreement pledges to keep climate change to well below 2 degrees Celsius. And given that food systems, you know, growing food and feed and making and transporting food, cooking, eating, throwing food away, that accounts for one third of greenhouse gas emissions. Food alone has the potential to use up the entire Paris Agreement's carbon budget. <laughs> and so as many people have written, the most potent way to decarbonize the food system is to reduce the amount of greenhouse intensive food we produce, which is what? Meat. Traders, our diets are going to consist more of vegetables and fruit, which isn't bad, okay? All right, whole grains and vegetarian food or new alternatives like soy products. <laughs> Sorry, or better yet, insects and less of sugary things and fried foods we'll still eat meat though traders but perhaps more like our parents or grandparents you know we will see meat as a treat to savor every few days and as it always is we will be the ones forced to do this not our loving overlords so now that they're trying to put the oil and gas industry out of business, next it's going to be cattle farmers. So the question is, are the leftists and liberal leaders in America saying this also? <laughs> you better believe they are. During a Democrat presidential primaries back in the May of 2020, they asked during a debate some of these candidates about what they thought about eating meat. Here's what Andrew Yang said. He said, it's good for the environment. It's good for your health if you eat less meat. Andrew Yang went on to say how meat was expensive, environmentally produced, and it's also unhealthy. And Mayor Pete Booty Judge, and yes, I know I'm butchering his name. It's intentional. When you hear us say these politicians' name wrong, we're doing it intentionally. So Pete Booty Judge called for a more balance in American meat production but was careful to say he was not in favor of abolishing the cow. He argued that a government intervention would be like a carbon tax to encourage Americans to have a more balanced diet and a more balanced footprint. Instead, we change the economic signals, he said. We bring it into balance, and balance is what we have lost when it comes to our relationship with creation, with the earth that sustains our ability to live. <laughs> So as you can see, these leftists are clones of the WEF. And next week, we will discuss probably one of the most important goals of the WEF that gets me really fired up. And you think Dietrich gets fired up? Well, traders, you haven't seen nothing yet. Yeah, I'm going to leave now because I think we're going to record that next. So I'm just going to go. <laughs> so watch out and be ready. Until, Until next, next time, time, my fellow traders. traders.